0: The failure to act with sufficient ambition to avert the climate catastrophe will be the greatest moral failure of our time.
1: Making changes takes courage. And if we don't change things, we won't have a future.
2: I'm an environmentalist. A lot of people don't understand that. I think I know more about the environment than most people.
0: You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Change is coming, whether you like it or not
2: zero carbon east tall
1: Hello and welcome to Zero Carbonista. I'm Ian Collins. This is episode 19 on our free-flowing exploration into the issues that are dominating the news agenda at a rapidly increasing rate of knots. Politicians, beware as we discuss the very things you should be prioritising. If you're unfamiliar with the territory here, here's a brief explainer. The series is essentially about the views campaigns and inner thoughts of one man, Dale Vince, the entrepreneur and environmentalist. He built his success in the green energy sector. He's the owner of Eco electricity that's the world's first green energy company and also the chairman of forest green rovers on each episode we bring you the dominating issues from the biggest agenda on the planet right now the environment and climate change and i, I guess dale we should really start i mean we always throw trump into the mix at, at, at some level in each episode but he's kind of excelled himself now because he's throwing money at the fossil fuel industry what's this all about
0: uh, yeah three billion was it uh, 3 I billion, was,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, 3 billion. And yeah, one of his operatives took part in a clean energy conference and uh, um, basically uh, criticised the rest of the world for prioritising renewable energy, claiming it was an intervention and uh, we should have a free market um, in which, obviously, they think fossil fuels would win, which mm. is deeply ironic because the world spends twice as much supporting fossil fuels as it does supporting yeah. renewable energy. Uh, yeah. So, well, you know, well, he's talking nonsense.
1: This, you know, one has to assume November is approaching, Uh, he's playing to his fan base who wouldn't buy into any of the stuff we talk about anyway, one assumes, and that's clearly the, the direction of travel here.
0: Yeah, I guess that's right. Either that or they live in their own, uh, you know, wonderland. Well, no, because he's
1: already told us, hasn't he, that he says, I know more about environmental issues than most (laughs) other people. So, um, you know, it can't be a lack of knowledge on his part.
0: But, yeah, the the guy said, you know, we shouldn't use taxes and subsidies to to prioritise renewable energy, which is just a joke because that's what's used to prioritise fossil fuels. So, you know, either they don't understand that or they just live in their own uh, bubble.
1: There would be a point, you might think, that if somebody came into the Oval Office and said mr. president look here's a here's two ideas this is what you could do with electrical uh, electric and renewable energy uh, or there's this fossil fuel idea that he might just I mean you haven't got to have a PhD in anything to work out exactly what you've just said in response to this it, it, and bearing in mind have his inner knowledge of environmental issues uh, he might have he might just have worked this out for himself so he's obviously playing to another agenda here of some sort.
0: Yeah, it could be that. And, and I think, you know, there's been a bit of a brain drain, isn't there, or a brain dump in the White House. You know, all the smart people have gone, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you yeah, know, there's probably nobody there that can can make sense of the world, really. Here's um,
1: I've had a few questions about this. Read about your book on the Ecotricity newsletter, says Jamie on Twitter. When is it coming out?
0: Ah, we actually got ourselves a date this week. It's uh, being published by Pengrang, and uh, it's going to be, I think it's the 26th of November. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and I finished writing it on Wednesday, actually, and now we've just got to tweak it. I've got to dig out some photographs and stuff like that. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the worst bit. You
0: know, yeah, all <laughs> that you, good stuff.
1: So you, you wrote, this is interesting, because you wrote this yourself, and lots of people obviously opt for somebody else to write a book on, on it, which isn't disingenuous if you know, somebody hasn't got the time, but you actually you know, put pen to paper, as it were.
0: Yeah, I tried to go the other way. You know, found a found a good guy to ghostwrite it, um, but in the end, just had to write it myself because yeah. uh, you know, I'm partic- particular about what what gets said. You know, uh, in my name, as it were, or from me. So I mean, yeah. to ask anybody here in marketing. You know, if, if a quote goes out from me, it literally was written by me because sure. it just can't can't be written by email. So I ended up just having to write the whole damn thing, and it took. <laughs> three weeks of really intense work but luckily there was a lockdown and i didn't have too much else to do uh tongue in cheek and um, but it's done now anyway and I'm, i'm really glad because it gave me the opportunity to um Pull together all of my thinking on uh, energy, transport, and food, and this whole agenda, and what we need to do as a country. So the final Ooh. chapter is a manifesto. It's a kind of roadmap for the country, That's and it's it's applicable to other countries in the world as well. Uh, and I'm just really glad I had the chance to. Do it. I really enjoyed it, actually.
1: There's no greater way of, I think, of kind of being able to get those thoughts out there than putting them onto paper. You can sit there and talk to yourself when you're in the car, or kind of have ideas when you're laid in bed. But when you write it down. So, yeah. Something happens in that process that, that doesn't happen in in any other kind of vibe.
0: That's true. It's like testing, it, isn't it? It's like yeah, um, yeah, It's like if you try to explain something to yeah. to somebody, kind of learn the degree to which you really understand it when yeah. you try to explain it, and, and yeah, setting it out on paper yeah, yeah. is just like that. Uh,
1: let's have a look at this as well. Um, new forecast predicting rising average temperatures. Now, of course, we are familiar with this territory because we've talked about this before. And you kind of hope we all hope we're going to read a headline that says the very opposite to this, but apparently not.
0: No, I don't know what to say really. Uh, One and a half degrees is predicted to happen several times in the next few years. This is one and a half degrees above the pre-industrial global uh, average, which is the same target uh, set out in the Paris Accord as the limit. Uh, We're going to hit it uh, in the well, we're, we're you know going to hit it next year or the year after. Sure which is a little bit scary because it means we're a little bit further up the curve than uh, perhaps we all hope we might be and and what Paris is predicated on. Uh, You know, we had that 10 years from the UN uh, last year to avoid the worst impacts and and the highest increases in temperature. I think we're behind the curve, and and especially since, you know, we elected uh, last year this government who who really don't have a clue uh, or much intention when it comes to green energy and green stuff, uh, you know, I think we've lost the first half of that really vital decade. Uh, which is. Can we get uh, it back? Though? That's
1: the thing, isn't it? Because there's a lot of questions come through on that. You know, we, we hear about this tipping point where it becomes mm-hmm. irredeemable. I mean, is there a point where we're at right now, as far as you can ascertain, Dale, where we could actually get this back?
0: Well, if you accept that we had 10 years to act and we don't get to do it for the first five years it just means we've got to do more in the second five years and and we know with climate change and all of these changes that it it costs more to do it later the later you leave it the harder it is and the more it costs so i would say it's still possible in the second half of that decade uh, but we just have to do more uh, and spend more to do it but So that's not itself a tipping point. But if we fail and we do hit a tipping point, that's a different thing altogether. Of
1: course it is. Um, Here's a question from Rachel on Facebook. Uh, Don't have loads of funds, Dale, but I would like to invest in what you're doing. Are you ever bringing back eco bonds, says Rachel? Can you explain firstly what they were, Dale?
0: Yeah, I think it might have been 10 years ago, the first one. And uh, we we created um, um, a bond, basically. We issued it as a company, and we invited people to buy them. It was a way to invest in the projects that we were building, the wind parks, solar parks, that kind of stuff, and some of our our, new adventures as well. And... um, I think the first one had an interest rate of 7%, and we gave an extra half a percent to customers. And We just wanted a a way of sharing with our customers some of the benefits of the work we did, uh, as well as the wider public, and and a way to engage people. And then we went on and issued really four in total. I think we got to EcoBond 4. Wow. And the last one was several years ago. So uh, I think we will bring it back. Um, It won't be this year, but it is possible that we'll bring something back for next year because we're building a pipeline of projects... Solar and green gas, primarily, and some battery storage. Sure. And and if we build it big enough, we can build it faster. If we if we launch a bond and get uh, get our customers and the public involved, so I would like to do that. At this time, I think we'll go bigger and we'll we'll launch a listed bond listed on the stock exchange sure. in London, uh, which is uh, more advantageous for people.
1: Of course. So you, people invest and um, you know think if the direction of travel is positive, something comes back to them at the end.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the bond is like that anyway. But being listed on the uh, stock exchange means that people can get in and out when they like. Of course. Um, so, so our current bond is like uh, got a five-year tenure. Uh, yeah. And when you're in, you're in. You know, we, we help people out if they need to get out. But otherwise, yeah. you're in. And it's not tradable. But listed means it's tradable.
1: Uh, this is it, On a similar note, or an economically-based note, uh, Danielle on Twitter says, thanks for posting about Make My Money Matter. I'm a vegan. My pension money was invested in factory farming, so I'm making changes. It's quite interesting. I see this conversation quite a bit where people, you know, to take out a pension very innocently you know whether it's a guy that knocks at the door and sells it to you many years ago or you go to a bank or one of those big companies it's only when you start to look because it is there in the small print isn't it where it's invested it's not magic money it gets invested somewhere and i think a lot of people have a few surprises in that respect they realize mining seems to be a huge area where you discover your pension is invested
0: (laughs) yeah tobacco weapons yeah yeah all uh, of that all sorts of stuff yeah it's been opaque for a long time Uh, And it's been uh, it's been challenged for a few years now. I think Uh, local authorities have been changing where the pensions are. Uh, Universities have been getting out of fossil fuels, for example. And, you know, I think we're we're all just kind of kind of waking up to an opaque pensions industry. But these guys, I mean, they're responsible for investing trillions of pounds uh, every year and most of that money goes on making the problems of the world yeah. worse so if we can point the pension industry in a different direction and spend that money on better things we can create an enormous change sure
1: uh lee on twitter says what are you talking about dale vegemite is way better than marmite uh, This was... <laughs> now here's the thing i just had literally before we started recording this two rounds of toast with with marmite on. We, we discussed the the mighty yes. marmite last week i mean vegemite's all right but it's no marmite is it
0: yeah i'm not a fan actually um, i remember trying it many years ago and it was a little bit kind of uh, granular for my liking, you know, yeah. uh, it, had, it had bits in. But I thought, Ian, you said last week you hadn't tried Marmite before.
1: No, I hadn't tried it up until six weeks ago. Ah. So it was kind of like a, a weird baptism of fire. My, my, I think I said my sister as a kid could demolish off one of these pots in, in seconds and, and no, yeah, nothing I, nothing was left in there.
0: I think they're mostly salt, actually. Are, are, uh, may, I thought about after last week's episode. 75% salt, I think, uh, is, is what they're made of. So is that right? Why it- yeah, which is why it's more. It makes you want to eat more, um, and that's so why I've I... just also
1: drank seven gallons of orange juice as well. <laughs> After right. so probably it. Um, oh, yeah. this, <laughs> this comes from. By the way, we had so many questions uh, on social media via Facebook and Twitter since the last episode, and these are just a selection of them that we're uh, reading out here. Amy says, which, which feeds into another question, another point about China and the alleged feud between the UK and China. Uh, but Amy says, what happens? to uh, the nuclear power stations when we decide the Chinese are evil? And, of course, we know there's quite a lot of conversation at the moment about the UK's fairly brittle uh, relationship with the Chinese and what would happen to nuclear power.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. In that respect, I hope the relationship breaks down completely because they've got a big stake in Hinkley. Uh, They're building it. It's it's Chinese technology. Especially theirs, isn't it, really? Yeah, and it would be be great if that project stopped. Uh, But, you know, I think... There's there's an awful lot of um, wrongness in international politics. You know, I mean, China have become the new bad guys. This suits the Americans the fuss over uh, 5G is driven yeah. by Trump, and and it's about protecting the U.S. industry, which is several years behind the Chinese industry. You know, which makes it even more ironic that his guy was speaking up this week sure. saying that we shouldn't support uh, renewable energy. We yeah. should have a free market. You know, there's no such thing as a free market anywhere in the world. There's no such thing as free trade. That, you know that's that's controlled completely. And uh, you know the, our politicians, when they talk about free trade agreement, they mean on World Trade Organization terms, and that's yeah. not free. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I think China are the new bad guys. You know, it used to be the, uh, it used to be Russia, uh, and then it was ISIS, yeah. and you know, it's just like we need a bogeyman. And I think it's, that's It wrong.
1: is, it is that, isn't it? Because you know, of course, there are questions to answer, and, and any uh, government should be held to account, or any country should be held to account for things that, you know, aren't exactly ticking all the right boxes. But there is a sense of convenience about all of this. And
0: the moment yeah yep yeah. and, and you know it's it's a it's a form of racism as well i mean particularly when it comes out of trump's mouth uh you know to blame the chinese for the virus yeah. and and all sorts of other stuff but you know we just need uh, an other to to point the finger at to blame for all of our problems it, during brexit it was about europe you know we blamed europe for everything that was wrong with britain and now we're blaming china for everything that's wrong with the world we have to look a bit closer to him, I think.
1: A uh, couple of football-related ones, just to finish on, Dale. Uh, Chris on Facebook, have you got a date for the new football season yet? Of course, it's all down to you, Dale, isn't it? You you decide when <laughs> football seasons begin.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I know what he means. And yeah, we're I know all, what he means. We're, we're all desperate for a date. I reckon the one that's emerging as the, the most nailed on is 12th of September.
1: Yes, we're, yeah, that, that keeps being floated around, isn't it?
0: We're going to get ourselves back into training in the last few days of July so that we get six weeks before the 12th of September. We're, we're that sure that that's coming. Yeah. Uh, the other one, 29th of August, is the other one that's been floated, and I do think it's too late for that one. It, yeah. it won't happen. So it looks like it'll be the 12th of September, and I think we'll have crowds to some degree. Which you will be great, Socially distanced it? That'll be amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a turnaround. A, of course a few weeks ago, we were convinced we'd play half a season with no crowds. So yeah. Uh, yeah, football's coming back. In a good what what, what have
1: you made of? Have, have you seen any of the TV coverage when they add the crowd noise?
0: On? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like it. It's a bit weird, it, isn't it? I, I it know is there's some
1: weird. somebody sitting there with a. Somebody explained it to me that literally there is a bloke sitting there with a box, and he's got like different buttons for yeah. you know intensifying the noise as it yeah. gets towards the point of scoring a goal and uh, boos and, and all the rest. Yeah. Of it. And you know, it's down to him to kind of choreograph this event, but you can tell it's not kind of the real deal.
0: Yeah, but he he doesn't have a button for um fuck var does he <laughs>
1: that's very true <laughs> that's the button he needs that's the button he needs
0: <laughs> yeah i don't understand that
1: <laughs> yeah that's what's missing i'm going to write to the fa on this either or the premier league or whoever um we need to get this sorted because
0: it's not real is it if it doesn't it's have that it's not real
1: absolutely right <laughs> uh, and this from mel on a similar on a related note um uh, dale you did zebra stripes and bamboo for the last forest green rover shirts what next hummus
0: What, as a material?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, or maybe just some kind of logo. Uh,
0: We've done hummus as a logo. Uh, When we were let down by Hummel, we spoofed the logo, turned it upside down, put it on a T-shirt, turned it into hummus. But, uh, yeah, no, not hummus, not for a logo and not for a material, probably. But it's an interesting idea, an edible shirt. Indeed, I like that. I'm going to look into it. Yeah, Yeah, rather than
1: swapping shirts at the end of a big match, just (laughs) eat each (laughs) other's shirts. It's your
0: post-match meal.
1: Yeah, and it's a a recycling (laughs) phenomenon as well. So, you know, we're we're ticking all boxes there. Let's just finally, before we go any further, um, we will speak, Dale, on the next episode. And we'll leave everybody with this clip from the president.
2: And I think we're going to win it big. I'm looking at the competition. You sort of dream about competition like that, but who knows? Got have a young man, boot edge edge. I got boot edge edge. They say edge edge. He'll be great. Representing us against President Xi of China. That'll be great. That'll be great. I want to be in that room. I want to watch that one. Beto, Beto, Beto's falling fast. Boy, is he falling like a rock? What, what the hell happened? happened to Beto? Pocahontas I think is probably out. You got a choice between Slippy Joe and Crazy Bernie. I don't know what the hell happened to Biden. Sleepy person said that he heard from a lot of foreign leaders and they want him to be president. Of course they do. So they can continue to rip off the United States, of course. And Bernie, you know, Bernie's crazy. But Bernie's got a lot more energy than Biden, so you never know. No, no, Bernie's got a lot of energy. But it's energy to get rid of your jobs. I'll take any Let's just pick somebody, please, and let's start this thing. 350 million people, and that's the best we can do
1: he never lets us down and that's it for this episode don't forget of course you can subscribe for free from your podcast provider so that you get each new episode automatically don't forget to leave a review there as well that's really important as is this make sure you follow dale on social media twitter.com slash dale vince and facebook.com slash dale vince we'll see on the next episode
2: zero carbon east off